Unity of Farmington Hills, a powerful path for spiritual living. Platform Assistant, and I'll be sharing the upcoming events and announcements with you. 
If you are a first time visitor, the usher will have a welcome packet for you as you leave the sanctuary. Please join us after service today in the social hall as we enjoy conversation with one another and some light refreshments and surprise treats prepared by the hospitality team. Today is Blood Pressure Sunday. Lynette Kelly, our Director of Health and Wellness Ministry, will be in the social hall after the service from 11.30 to 1 to check your blood pressure. Lynette will also be available to answer your health questions and concerns. You are invited to join in critical conversations tomorrow, Monday, February 26th, from 7 to 8.30 p.m. on Zoom. These heart-led conversations are creating awareness, empathy, closeness, and change. To join in the conversation, click on the Zoom link on our website. The Veterans Peer Support Group will meet next Sunday, March 3rd at 12 p.m. All veterans are invited to come, be supported, and support one another. Please join the UFH Women's Group meeting on March 10th at 1140 in Room 2. Discuss and experience Healing Touch with presenter Elmarie Newsom. Healing Touch uses light touch or off-the-body hand movement to influence the energy system to allow the body and mind to heal itself. All are welcome and a love offering is accepted. The Women's Group will also sponsor a two-day healing event for the men and women of Unity of Farmington Heals at the Healing Touch Center in Farmington Hills on Wednesday, March 13th from 9.30 to 11.30 or 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. And again on Saturday, March 16th from 9.30 to 11.30. Enjoy a 30-minute full-body treatment to balance and realign your energy for only $25. You must say you're from Unity FH to receive this discount. Flyers with more information are on the county counter in the lobby as you leave. Reverend Kelly will facilitate a seven-week class from Emily Cady's book, Lessons in Truth, on Tuesdays, beginning Tuesday, March 12th, through Tuesday, April 23rd, from 6.30 p.m. to 8.45 p.m. Through this class, you can gain a greater understanding of New Thought philosophy and metaphysical Christianity, presented in 12 lessons that show us how to increase our personal power and enhance our spiritual growth. To sign up for this class, please email Senior Minister at UFH.com. The required text, Lessons in Truth, by Emily Cady, is available on Amazon.com or Unity.org for a love offering donation. Sue, is Sue here today? Sue Serlin Resnick is our prayer chaplain today and will be available to pray with you after service near the patio doors. All others are asked to exit immediately after the service to allow a quiet space for prayer. To stay abreast of all of our activities and upcoming events, please visit unityfh.com, check out our Facebook page, or read through the newsletter that is emailed every Friday. And now, as the music team surely the presence, let us prepare for meditation and our opening prayer. month as well. I got my kente cloth on today. <laughs> We're going to do our reading of the daily word. So if you feel led to gently close your eyes to receive it, feel free to do so. The daily word for today, Sunday, February 25th, 2024, is faith. Our affirmation reads, I carry my faith in God with me throughout the day. I'll say that one more time. I carry my faith in God with me throughout the day. And our message reads, I keep my faith at the forefront of my awareness. 
taking a few moments in the morning to pause, breathe deeply, and place my awareness in the presence of God. I feel energized and strengthened. I expect all good things. As the day progresses, I pause again for a moment or two and affirm, God and I are one. I have faith that God, my source, is with me in everything, I, everything that I see, think, say, and do. At night, I look back on the events of the day and savor the moments in which God's presence felt especially strong. I have faith that awakening from a restful night's sleep, hearing a kind remark, enjoying time in nature, or spending quality time with a loved one are ways to feel the presence of God within and around me. Our Bible verse for today comes from 1 Chronicles chapter 23, verse 30. And they shall stand every morning, thanking and praising the Lord, and likewise at evening. Let us pray. So with our eyes gently closed, let's take a deep cleansing breath. Allow your attention to float down into the center of your chest. Allow your shoulders to drop and your body to relax. And as we move into that space in the center of our chest, which is our heart center, allow yourself to feel a deep sense of love and oneness. Allow your faith to radiate even strongly in this moment. Knowing that as you generate love and peace within, You are activating your feeling of oneness with God. That one power, that one presence, that one activity that is the only power, presence, and activity active in your life and in the universe. Allow yourself to feel a sense of gratitude and thanksgiving that you are, were awakened this day, that you came and got here safely, and that you're able to worship and fellowship, worship and, and have fellowship with those who are here with you. Let your heart radiate agape love for your brothers and sisters in Christ in this sanctuary, in this church, in your families, in the world. And as we radiate this sense of oneness, we allow that to feel really good inside. Opening ourselves up to hear God's message, to give us a deeper understanding of God's word. Activate our willingness to be an expression of God's word. And open our eyes and ears to be guided as we are led by God. And let's just sit just for a little bit in that feeling of love and peace and gratitude. Relaxing in this now moment. Knowing that you are never alone because that presence of God is right now moving and breathing and having its being in you. As you move and breathe and have your being in it. And we thank you, God, 
for your mighty, mighty gift of love that loves us no matter what. Even when our behaviors do not warrant it. And for teaching us how to love you with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And how to love our neighbor as we do ourselves. We lift this prayer with our hearts and minds in the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. I love that. Now let's go ahead and affirm our statement of being together. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And let's go ahead and affirm our U of H growth affirmation as if we know it is working. Together, we give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls, sanctuary, and classrooms with seekers and teachers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world.
future holds Cause God knows I love that song. I have been listening to that song for the last uh, week or so. And then I heard them practicing it on Wednesday. I was like, see, God knows. <laughs> oh, man. Let's give them another hand, y'all. The bad is band in unity. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <clears throat> so today is the second Sunday in the season of Lent, the Lenten season. And um, last week we were talking about fasting because fasting is one of the virtues that we, um, we practice during the Lenten season. And Lent is a 40-day, even though it lasts, the period is around a 46 days because there's six Sundays in, in um, Lent, the Monday through Saturday in between those days are the days that um, are considered the fasting uh, the time of Lent, the Lenten season. And it is to commemorate the 40 days and 40 nights that Jesus uh, was in the wilderness before he started his ministry. It also is to commemorate the 40 days that Moses was up on the mountain before he got the Ten Commandments. And it also commemorates the 40 years that the Israelites wandered around in the wilderness before they went into the promised land. So that's the traditional reasoning for the 40 days. 40, though, represents preparation. And 40 days or 40 nights or anything that's in the wilderness represents preparation and a process of releasing and letting go, purifying that, soul, that part of you that moves into a higher expression of God. Last week, we talked about um, the title of my talk last week was Release It and Let It Go. And we began the process of the idea of releasing those things that we think about that feel some kind of way inside that's uncomfortable. And my challenge to us all last week was to catch ourselves when we find ourselves feeling a certain way that's uncomfortable and then affirm ourselves by affirming the truth about ourselves. Last week, I also aligned or did my best to, to align what happened in the wilderness with Jesus with what happened in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve and how the way that Adam and Eve were cast out of the Garden of Eden. And garden represents, in Greek, garden, uh, the, the word for garden is paradisio, which represents paradise. So that when you're in the Garden of Eden, spiritually what that represents is that you're in a relationship with God or you're in a consciousness with God where only God is your focus. That the moment you start focusing on worries, concerns, people, and other things above God, you begin to vacillate between the two. Now you've moved into the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. We talked about how Adam and Eve, through the lust of the... Um, flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, ate of the 
fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because it says in Genesis chapter 3, let me read this real quick. In Genesis chapter 3, verses 6 and, let's see, verses 6 and 7. I'll just read verse 6. It says, it's Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. It says, the woman was convinced. This is after she has been um, talking to Satan, quote, unquote. And Satan represents your sense nature. The moment that you're thinking in a human perspective on things and focusing only on the human parts of a situation or a certain thing. Well, she's pondering this tree that she's been warned by God not to eat off of. And I'm going to read that scripture, too, from that warning from God. Genesis chapter 3, verse 6. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful. Now, we say that any time you see something or, and it, and it's a, and it um, leads you to take it, it's the lust of the eyes because it's a um, lust for something that does not belong to you, to possess something that does not belong to you. So she saw that the tree was beautiful. And then it said it looked, it, it, its fruit looked delicious. Now, her, now she's looking at this and how delicious it looks. So her flesh begins to, sat, begins to um, crave or desire that, that fruit and so that she can eat it. Now, that's a temptation. So the first temptation is the lust of the eyes, the uh, desire to possess something that is not yours or overly possessed because you don't feel satisfied with what you have. That can be that piece too. The second one was that the fruit looked delicious. That's the lust of the flesh, a desire to, ta- a desire to satisfy the flesh by what you're seeing or even smelling. You ever walk somewhere and something smells so good? You just want it, like when you go downstairs for fellowship and you smell the little tasty treats and things they have down there, it smells pretty good. Your stomach starts to growl, your flesh starts to desire. Well, that would be considered the lust of the flesh. And then it says, she wanted the wisdom it would give her. Now, that's the pride of life. Anytime she's thinking in a space, because as she was talking to Satan, Satan told her, you would not surely die. What God doesn't want you to do is know the, um, know, be like as wise as God and know Um, good and evil. Now, I mentioned last week, God does not know evil. God is the knowledge of only good. Humankind created good and evil. We created duality thinking. We created those labels that make something good or evil. Not God. When God created all of this, God said it was good. And then when God created man, God said that we were very good. Nowhere in there did God say, oh, and there's some evil in there. Nowhere. That tree, though, being put in the middle of the garden. Well, let me read that part where it's in Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. It says, the Lord placed the man. This is after he created man. I'll just read 7 too. I'll read uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Then the Lord God formed the man. From the dust of the ground, he breathed life. He breathed the uh, uh, no. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. Now we go over to verse fifteen. The Lord placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord warned him, "You may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden." Except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. That's a warning that God gave Adam at that time. And when Eve was created, he told Eve. When Satan comes, or the devil, quote-unquote, which means we start thinking on things separate from God, then our thoughts go into what pleasures us or we get focused on something. You ever worry about somebody so much, your kids or something so much, you forget to put them in God's hands? When you do things like that, you're caught up in that moment. The moment you do that, now that becomes in front of God. And when you do, you start to feel some kind of way. Now you are uh, spiritually cast out of the Garden of Eden because you're no longer feeling the peace of knowing that they're in God's hands. Does that make sense? 
when you worry about yourself or a situation or anything like that, the mo- or you try to figure it out for yourself, the moment you do that, you've been, you've been cast out of the Garden of Eden because remember, it represents paradise, and paradise is the feeling of the kingdom of heaven that you have when you are in the kingdom of God, when you are talking and expressing and having a relationship with God, when every moment of your day is focused on God. And that is hard for us to do because we're so caught up in this physical world. As a matter of fact, the moment you open your eyes, you're automatically right there caught up in the physical world. But if you take your focus, even in the physical, and keep it in the spirit, as Adam and Eve did before they started focusing on that tree, everything you experience will be a peace and a contentment beyond all understanding. Because in that moment, spirit leads your flesh, spirit leads your mind, spirit leads your eyes, and spirit leads your ego, which is that pride part of you. We are created to have the ego. The ego is the part that chooses. And the ego is the part that um, carries out the things that we choose to do, whether it's in alignment with God or not in alignment with God. So it's a good thing to have that. It's just when it takes over, then you're caught up in the wilderness. So when Adam and Eve were cast out of the Garden of Eden, they were put into the wilderness. They had to toil and do hard work. The beautiful part is... Jesus came back to go into the wilderness to resolve and realign those tempta- and to overcome those temptations that Adam and Eve um, let overcome them. When you give in to your temptation, your flesh leads you. Your, eye, your desire to have leads you. Your pride of life leads you. Whatever sin you, whatever way you are directed away from God is connected to one of those three sins. And they are called disordered desires. So it's a disordered desire to satisfy the flesh, a disordered desire to take or possess something that does not belong to you, or to overly possess something because you don't feel satisfied, or it is a lust of the, um, the pride of the ego is a disordered pride that puts you before God. Does that make sense? Where you walk where you're self-sufficient instead of God-sufficient. And that was what that letter was written to the, the church of Laodicea when we were reading in Revelation. So now we're going to go a little deeper. Because we saw that as Jesus was tempted when he was in the wilderness, and remember, the Spirit led him into the wilderness when he was baptized. He was baptized to purify him, to purify his flesh, to acknowledge that he was the Messiah, that he was the one that John the Baptist was talking about when he said, repent and prepare because someone greater than me will come and that someone greater than me that is coming will lead us into the presence of God. So he gets baptized And then the Spirit leads them into the wilderness. Because you have to purify those parts of your being, those parts of your consciousness. You have to purify and commit yourself on all those levels. And he committed himself to the fullest of spirit to where he did not ever give in to temptation. Never gave in to the... They came, But he has purified himself in the wilderness. Now, he is weak after these 40 days. And Satan comes to him and says, turn that stone. If you're hungry, you're sitting here hungry. Why are you sitting here growling? Your stomach's hungry. Just imagine you thinking when you're trying to fast and something, and your stomach gets a little bit. Well, I can give up a little bit. I remember one time um, we went up to, this was when my daughter was going to Western. We went up to her orientation. It was during Lent, and I had given up sweets and ice cream and stuff like that. We were on the last day of Lent, and they wanted to go to Culver's. I said, God won't mind if I just cut it short one day. And I had me some Culver's. I put my flesh before God, my commitment to God. Now, in the Old Testament, that was a big deal that if you commit to something to God and you did not um, keep that commitment, you had to go do a, um, a sacrifice to make up and repent for not keeping that commitment. I let the flesh override my commitment to my spirit. Now, it wasn't deep in it as I am now, 
But we're committed every, we're, we're, we're called every year to go fuller, more fully into that spiritual expression. So today I'm going to speak on the spiritual purpose of fasting because there's a purpose in it. The traditional things that we, we um, acknowledge and devote ourselves to during the Lenten season is fasting, prayer, and giving. And so I'm, ta- I'm going to finish talking about fasting today. Fasting is used to overcome and as an antidote to the lust of the flesh. And the purpose of it, the major purpose of it, is to take that time that you may be focused on feeding yourself with food and feed yourself with the Word of God. Which is why Jesus says in verse 4 of Matthew chapter 4, when uh, Satan, the devil says, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. He said, he said, tell them. So your word is powerful. Your word takes what is formless in the substance of God's mind and, create, and activates the formality, the formalization of it in the spirit. So whatever you say, whatever you're thinking The words in your mind, the words that come out of your mouth, you need to know and be aware of and be present of because you want to make sure that what you're thinking and what you're speaking is what you want to create in this world. Amen? Because you are the micro versions of the macro God. You are made in God's image and likeness, which means your mind is always one with and attuned with God. Now, we don't always act like we are aware of that oneness, but your mind is one with the mind of God. Your thoughts are linked with the thoughts of God. Your words that come from your mouth will activate in the universe exactly what you say. And if you're saying something but you don't believe what you're saying, whichever is the strongest will happen. So if I'm sitting here saying that I am a child of God and therefore I do not inherit illness, but my spirit is feeling and my thoughts are feeling that I do and I don't know how God's going to heal me, I will continue to have that illness because it's stronger than the words that I'm saying with my mouth. Your power center is important and it needs to be strengthened, which represents Andrew, which represents February. It needs to be strengthened to the place where you stay and you persevere before even beyond when you get your manifestation. So you have to watch what your words are and which part of you is stronger. The thing we're supposed to do is to bring our mind in alignment with our heart. So when you say, Jesus says, people do not know, the scriptures say, people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Your words say something that is somehow related by the divine ideas that create. Even if your words are, are saying that you're broke or saying that you're sick or saying something against the truth that you are, you will create it. So fasting is important because it allows you not only to take that time to feed on God's word instead of feed on physical food, you align yourself with God Your mind gets aligned with God. Your heart gets aligned with God. Your whole being is aligned with God to where when words come out of your mouth, even if your flesh is weak, God becomes that strength inside of you, if you believe it. So you got to fast in a state of believing. If you don't believe it, meet yourself where you are. Affirm yourself where you are. I don't know if this fasting is going to work. You acknowledge that and you live in that space of asking God, be my strength in this weakness and doubt. And purify that. It strengthens your relationship with God because automatically that activity of your words causes the activity inside of your mind and your heart to become one with the truth that you are. And now your mind, your spirit takes over where your flesh was. That's the other purpose of fasting, that your mind and your spirit takes over where your flesh leads. That your mind leads you, your spirit leads you instead of your flesh. And when I say my mind, when I say your mind, I mean your mind that's aligned with God. 
That's why you sit in meditation. You sit in that time with God. We just read it about faith. Sitting that time with God in the morning and asking what is mine to do, and then at night celebrating the things that you did do that were in alignment with God, and then asking God to teach you the lessons and, and strengthen you in the moments that you messed up or missed the mark. Always respecting yourself with your words. Always respecting others with your word, what you're thinking and what you're speak, saying. The other purpose of fasting is that it aligns your actions with the actions that bring you the quality of life that you deserve. We're created to have high quality of life. We're created to have actions that support that. But a lot of times, don't we sabotage ourselves with our actions? But if you align yourself, if you fast from that sabotaging, those sabotaging behaviors, which means you got to go inside and look at your life and see where you're doing it, you automatically bring yourself in the flow of a higher quality of life. We're created to accept and step into our inheritance from God, which is abundance, which is the pleasure of the kingdom of heaven. It is God's great pleasure to give us the kingdom of heaven. But you can't get the kingdom of heaven if you're fasting on God and focusing on the flesh. You got to let the spirit take the lead and let the flesh be disciplined in it. That's the second, that's the other part of the purpose of fasting. It is to create a discipline. Will you stick to your yes and you stick to your no? And you stick to your yes that's rooted in God because that brings your highest self out. And you stick to your no that's rooted in, in God as well that puts your spirit above your flesh. Sometimes we will say we're not going to do something and somebody will come and ask you to do it and you don't, wanna, you don't want them to be upset at you. So you say, instead of saying no, you say yes. Now you put them and your flesh, your pride of life, I mean, your, your, yeah, your pride of life, which is them accepting you above God accepting you. How many times do we put people before God like that? Stay in relationships that do not serve us. And God keeps giving, I tell you, God will knock you in the face and tell you this relationship doesn't work. Hopefully not physically. But when you see something's not working and you try to force it to work, you're stepping into pride of life. You're being self-sufficient instead of God-sufficient. You will know in your spirit if something's meant to be. It will feel right. And every action will guide you deeper into it. So we fast from our own action and move into God. So there's this scripture in James that I love. It's in James chapter 1, verse 19. It says, understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must all be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to get angry. And so what I'm asking us, I'm challenging us to do this day, this week, is to be mindful of your actions. Be mindful of your habits. Be mindful of your frivolous, work, frivolous use of time. And bring those things into alignment with God. I, I was supposed to be working and stuff. I went online. I'm all excited. What's the purpose, the spiritual purpose of uh, fasting? I see this video pop up, ooh. I start looking at that, and it's swiping, 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 and it's swiping. An hour later, I had swiped away. I, my finger had swiped so much, I wasn't spending my time on studying and practicing for my talk. I was caught up in this frivolous stuff, and who's Zooming who stuff? Taraji, whatever, and Oprah, ooh. I'm like, what? I wasted that time that you cannot get back. And I was up later. But how many times do we do that? And they know how to get you. They got all these algorithms out there that if you don't go online, they're going to send you an email. If you don't get an email, you're going to get a messenger. You're going to get a tweeter or whatever, Instagram or what. You got, they find a way to get you. And they look at the things that you like. Open up your videos, stuff are right there. And that's when I went online to look for another one. Uh, went to look for a video. Because I like being inspired by other ministers. And I see all this funny stuff. Swiping again. Swipe. And they make it easy for you. Because once one video ends, another one begins right away. 
You don't even have to set it up. Before you had to set it up, oh, they made it easy. Or I sit up watching a whole series of something when I know good and well I'm supposed to get some sleep. Now, my body has been sacrificed. The health of my body has been sacrificed for the pleasure of looking at this. And like I said, the video will be over. The first episode will be over. The next one sit. And you sitting there waiting for it because it's circling. You waiting for it. Woo! You don't even have to click. Oh, but I get I'm impatient because I don't want to sit. I just click it. As soon as it shows up, I don't even wait for it to spin around. I just click it. It's the real, isn't it the real? And next thing I know, my husband's coming in at 6 or 6.30 in the morning, and I'm faking like I'm sleeping. The living room turned off. One day he said, Kelly, I saw the living room light on. I tried to play it off. My eye, you know how you try to. And I practiced while he was turning the key, making my eyes so they wouldn't flutter. Kelly, I saw the living room light on. Now I just leave the light on and I just don't even act like I don't. I, hey, how you doing? Yes, I was up all night. But that's time that takes away from healthy body. And how many times do we do that? So now my practice is to limit how much time I'm watching TV and to try to get in bed by 12 o'clock. Disciplining my spirit, walking through the discipline of my spirit to, to I mean, to, to, the guidance of my spirit to train my flesh. That's another purpose. Am I the only one that stays up watching videos or swipes or, the, or you get on Facebook and you keep swiping and swiping or you go on and look at your emails and all of a sudden you got an email, so-and-so did this or so-and-so did, or if it's people's birthdays. I find that I'm supposed to be the one to tell everybody happy birthday, even if it's 12 of them, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. And now they make it easy where you don't even have to type it in. You can pick one of the options. Ooh, I like that one with the balloons. I'll tend that one. For real. They set it up so you can be mindless and look at this. Uh, my father used to call the TV the boob tube. I don't know why. Why do you call it the boob tube? Does it look like a boob? It didn't look like a boob. Because you're a boob. Okay, because I was like, when I was little, I was like looking at my mama and looking at the TV. Looking at my mama, looking at the TV. That does not look like a boob to me, Daddy. I did not know why he called it a boob to I'm just telling you, you know, you're a kid, you have these thoughts. That's a, and I guess that was a TMI because I tend to, my father said telephone, telegraph, telekelly. But this wasn't a telekelly, this is Kelly telling her business. So let's just erase that part about the boobs. As if you didn't hear it. Erase it from your mind. You did? Yeah, I know. I'm just being silly. My point is, this week, let's move into the mystical more deeply than the physical. The mystical is the life within you. It's not going to be easy because there's so many temptations to get caught up in something that feels good and that your mind can just wander into fantasy world. But when your mind wanders into fantasy world, your flesh is sacrificed from spirit world. And we're meant to spend that time with the spirit within. So that as we spend that time with the spirit within, your mind begins to spiritualize your body. That the expression that you become in the without is aligned with the relationship you have within. I don't know about y'all, but I'm committed to this. Like every year, I get a deeper understanding and a deeper commitment to go within, to seek the mystical. To seek mysticism is a real deep feeling of oneness. Now, we talk about metaphysical, and unity moves into coming from the surface into the spiritual. So we address what's traditional. We address what Scripture says on the, on the letter of the law, but we go deeper in the spirit of the law because the spirit is what moves us into the quality of the law, the blessing of the law, that when the law is God, the blessing of God. And you do it by using the word of God which is why unity is founded on scriptures and founded on the teachings and the life of Jesus, which are in the New Testament. Because when you live according to that, you move into a deep spiritual purpose on your life. So as we move into the spiritual purpose of fasting, make sure I got everything that I was supposed to say.
You know, every time I go to do a talk, God ends up working it in me. One of the things that I am releasing and started releasing last week was impatience. I, I can be very impatient. You know, I am a, 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 a quick and fast and easy. My husband is a mosey kind of person. And I have to, that, that's perfect because it balances me because I can be so spontaneous that I don't look at all the details. And that's why I got so many Virgos in this church. Because y'all help me look at and live with one with my husband. Because you help me look at the details. But it's in the details that you see the Word of God. It's in the details that you open your eyes to see God's presence in the situation. It's in the details that you hear when you open your eyes that you can hear God's presence in the situation. And so that's deep for me because I've always been impatient. And so the, now being spontaneous is not the same as being impatient. It's be, being impatient can be impulsive. And so I'm learning to take the impulsivity and put it into spontaneity because spontaneity is still what you do is guided by God. Most of the time what you do by, that's guided by God is spontaneous. It comes from the inside. You don't think about it. You just follow what you feel led to do. I'm asking us this week to go inside every morning before you open your eyes. And if you've got to set your alarm like five minutes before or whatever, which is what I do, sit, I, and I sit up and I keep my eyes closed. I just sit up and I, I sit with God and ask what is my... First, I pray, and then I bless all everybody who's on our prayer list. And then I ask, what is mine to do? Before I open my eyes, because the moment you open your eyes, now you're into the world. So before I open my eyes, I sit in that sphere. I, close, I keep my eyes closed, and I pray. And this is a, a TMI, but it's my real. If I feel like I got to go to the restroom, I go with my eyes closed. And then I come back, get in bed, so that I don't get caught up in the world. Because when I do, ooh, let me look at my phone. Oh, I got a text message from Faith. Oh, I got an email. And now I've missed that time to sit and align myself and my flesh and my mind with God. And then the rest of the day usually is chaotic because I haven't put my mind in order, put my flesh in order, put my heart in order with the presence of God. So let's sacrifice the flesh. Let's fast from the focus on the flesh. And let's step into feasting on the presence and the Word of God. And I'm going to ask the music team to come on up so I can pray after they get seated. Because we can't do this on our own. Because there's too much. That's why Jesus kept saying to every single temptation, the Word says this, the Scriptures say this, God says this. So I want you to gently close your eyes. I want you to take a deep cleansing breath. Bring your attention down into your heart center. Now we do this in unity to center ourselves, but I do it for a deeper reason. I do it because the vertical part of the cross of our consciousness, which is our relationship with God, crosses with the horizontal part of the cross of your consciousness, which is a relationship with your flesh and with the world, with the people in the world. And so right there in the middle is that alignment where we have the choice to allow the spirit to overtake and guide the flesh, overtake and guide your ego. So I want you to take another deep breath. Put your hand over your heart. And I want you to affirm, God, lead me throughout this week. God, lead me throughout this week. Allow my flesh to decrease. Allow my flesh to decrease. Let my spirit increase. Let my spirit increase. Allow me to sacrifice my flesh. Allow me to sacrifice my flesh. To live in a deeper awareness of the spirit. God, you are number, number one in my life. Above all else, you are number one in my life. Above all else, you are number one in my life. 
less of me and more of thee. Together, less of me and more of thee. Now, I want you to just think about something in your physical that you want to release, whether it's a habit, whatever it is, even if it's eating something that you want to let go of, something that no longer serves you, a relationship, anything. Allow yourself to see what action or something that comes to you that you're going to release. You're going to fast from it at least two days this week. And take a deep breath and breathe it in, this commitment to release it. And God, I am so grateful that you've guided us into what it is that we are fasting from this week, that we may feast more deeply on our relationship with you, that we may feast more deeply on the Spirit leading us, that we may feast more deeply in being the expression of the Christ Jesus, which is the Christ leading the personality, that we may let go of that which no longer serves us and allow you to lead us and guide us into that which does serve us on a higher level. Releasing all frivolous action in this week, at least two days during this week, we will stay present. Guide us, strengthen us, and allow us to do this, God. Bring us into the presence of mind and the consciousness of mindfulness that we can do this. We commit ourselves to you, God. We thank you for this Lenten season that gives us an opportunity to step more deeply into our relationship with you. Bless us, God. We already know you bless us, God. So instead of saying bless us, God, we thank you for blessing us, God, us and everyone else. And we know that this will step us into a higher quality of life. In the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ and the Jesus Christ that is our way shore, we pray. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And so it is. Amen. Thank you all.
Yeah, Laurel. Woo-hoo! Let's give him another hand. You know, it's funny. Y'all practiced that, and I didn't realize y'all were practicing that. That went right along with what I was talking about, didn't it? Ooh, yeah. Then how God will work it out. God is some sweet business, y'all. Woo-hoo! Let's go ahead and gently close your eyes so we can bring to mind what we feel led to give for a love offering for today. Ha! Huh, letting God lead you on and on into prosperity consciousness. Thank you, God. Ooh, I feel lit up. All right, and let's go ahead, take a deep breath, breathe into what you feel led to get, give, and I promise you, whatever it is, if you feel comfortable, it ain't right. Let's stretch it. Let's stretch it. Thank you, God. Okay, let's go ahead and affirm our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I am, all that I have, all that I give, and all that I receive. Thank, Thank you, God. God. Amen. Amen. Let's stand up to do our, peace, our prayer for protection. Can you tell I'm hyped up? I'm hyped up, y'all. Woo, I'm hyped up. Uh, so let's go ahead and do, wait, I didn't do my celebration thing. Let me do my celebration thing. I'm hyped. I want to do my celebration thing. Let's celebrate. Okay. Y'all can keep standing. Um, we're not going to do up and down, up and down like some churches go up and down. Um, we're going to save the knees and save the up and down. So thank you, God, for these gifts of love coming from hearts of love to bless this ministry of love. Repeat after me. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. For your ever-increasing. For your ever-increasing. Unceasing. Unceasing. Absolute good. Absolute good. Into our lives now. Into our lives now. Now we can do our prayer for protection, and then we'll do our peace song. Okay. Is it up there? Oh, it's happy birthday. Let's do the hat. Who? February birthdays. Thank Lauren's you. Birthday Thank tomorrow. you. Ah, Lauren's birthday's tomorrow. And then we got Dennis and we got Mary and Johnny's birthday. Is there anybody else? Riley. Riley's. Yep, Riley's birthday. Matthew's birthday. Yep, 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 yep. She's short, so I didn't say to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Right, and many more. And we got a new anniversary this month, too. Steve and Carol, their anniversary is this month, too. Is it February? They just got married. She's looking like, is it? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and now, uh, Donna and Dennis, anybody else? Any other birthday? So we got our anniversary. So happy anniversary, everyone. Okay, now we can do our uh, p uh, prayer for protection in our peace song. Woohoo! I'm lit up. We got to get up there. We got to. Okay, we can just do it. Um, we know it though, right? We know the prayer for protection. Together, the light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. want can get your blood pressure check out and get some if you have any questions or anything Lynette is down there to help you and I'll be out to say hi to you guys let's go on down to fellowship thanks for coming out God loves you and so do I <laughs> thank you for listening to this unity of Farmington Hills podcast 
We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings but would still like to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page, unityfh.com donate.